Welcome to Random Rambling and Rhetoric with TJ Mercer. That's my TT. And it's all powered by the Samsung Notes. Now, here's my TT. I just loves me some porta potties, said no one ever. I don't know about you, but the ickiest thing on the planet is when I am forced to use a porta potty. I try to hold my bladder until the last possible minute. And what about nasty public restrooms? Ew, public restrooms plus kids. Parents, what do you do as soon as you take them to a public bathroom? You make them hold up their hands and forbid them to touch anything. Then you get in the stall, there's no toilet paper or seat cover, you handle your business, come out, and then there's no soap or paper towels. Lord, how much of Jesus is just not a good situation all around. Fortunately, though, fortunately, there's the restroom kit, a full bathroom solution the size of a lightweight deck of cards. A deck of cards, y'all. I keep one in my purse all the time just because it's complete with a full patented oversized toilet seat cover, enough toilet paper to cover the essentials, plus wet wipes for your tushy and your hands. The restroom kit is a don't leave home without a necessity for your road trips, you going camping, the beach, festivals, basically any restroom that ain't yours. Even that friend of yours who's cleaning is not their strong suit. You know what I mean. So pop on over and visit therestroomkit.com. That's therestroomkit.com. And when you use the code RAMBLINGS, R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G-S, you will get 15% off your purchase. So stop going to the bathroom without the full protection you need. Go get the restroom kit at therestroomkit.com. All right, so let's get to it. It's TJ, and uh, I have the honor of being your host through these shenanigan-prone, sometimes laughter, love, life lessons podcast of random ramblings and rhetoric. And uh, I'm doing what I do on my morning walk. And I was thinking, as I was getting dressed, an email came in with a compliment that I get quite a bit. And this is not about me, um, not about me patting myself on the back, although I am awesome, but it's a compliment that it always, if you have heard me talk, then you know I, I tell you all the time, I don't do false modesty. Let me just say that, I don't do false modesty. The things that I'm really good at, it's my job to make noise about. One of my jobs is to teach authors, experts, coaches, and entrepreneurs how to find their voice, book themselves in the media without being a celebrity and without having a publicist. It's my job to make noise about that. I'm really good at it. I suck at a lot of things, but media ain't one. So I don't do the whole, you know, false modesty thing. But the one thing that always tickles me and humbles me is when people talk about my writing. And the email came in of a response to an email I'd sent out to my list, just telling me how much they love opening my emails because they can hear me in the email. They can hear my voice. And that just really 
humbles me because I may have said it before, but I'm going to say it again. I hate writing. The last thing I want to do is sit down and write. However, good morning. Good morning. However, four books later, <laughs> you know, and I always tell people, I don't say, you'll, you'll probably never hear me say I'm a writer. I will say I'm an author. I'm a person who writes stuff. And if you follow me on my personal page on Facebook, I'm always telling stories because I'm not attached to it professionally. Like, it's not like sitting down and writing a thesis and having some kind of report that's going to be ripped apart and critiqued. I don't wanna do that. Anything that requires me to sit down and write with that having to be the end goal. I don't like writing pitches for my clients. I do it, I'm good at it, I get them booked, but it's not my favorite thing to do. But I don't have a problem telling you a story on Facebook. I'm the queen of long posts. <laughs> and here's the lesson in that. I'm the queen of long posts. When I started Facebook, I would just tell stories. And people would often tell me, you know, friends, real life friends, dang girl, your posts are so long. And at the time, you know, Facebook was kind of new. No, I didn't know what the rules are. I was just doing TJ. I was just being who I am. But the funny thing about it, the funny thing about it is that these same people would then proceed to tell me everything that happens in the post. And so I would always be like, well, apparently it was good enough that you didn't just click off of it. And then I have people tell me all the time, you're the only person who I'll read their long posts all the way to the end. Then I have people who will say, I'll like it knowing I'm gonna go back in my time-like activity so I can read the whole thing later when I have more time. <laughs> you know, but it's, one th it's funny, I don't like writing. I'll just sit down and I'll just speak from my heart. So when people say they hear my voice, what I really think is happening is that they hear my heart. That no matter what I'm writing, whether it's media tips, whether I'm writing uh, things about domestic violence, whether I'm writing an opinion on something that has popped off, whether I'm writing a Facebook post, it always has to have my heart in it. And even my team, some people who have to actually, you know, because I don't, you know, we're busy. So there's some people who, some people on my team who have to do my fir the first draft or the second draft for me and then send it to me and then... I'll put my spin on it, um, but the, the judgment factor is, does it have TJ's heart? If you write something on my behalf, and I pretty much, still, to be honest with you, I still write probably 90% of the stuff that comes out of me. I sit down and do it, and then I'll have them go and you know spruce it up, do what it needs to do. But it has to always have my heart because I'm going for the result that people compliment me on. That wasn't what I set out to do. I wasn't going for compliments. I just knew I wanted people to be able to hear my heart. And so I was inspired. That started when I was working. My first job in television was on the show Extra. And it also happened to coincide with the premiere of Ellen DeGeneres, Gener how do you say, the possessive form of her name, Ellen DeGeneres, I guess, 
her premiere of her very first uh, sitcom called Ellen. And just, I was editing a piece about it and her, and I was just, I don't know, struck by her. So I've been an Ellen fan for a long time. And so when her book came out, of course, her first book, can't think of the name of it right now. Uh, when her first book came out, I bought it. And I remember, and this was, this was back in 94, 95. So we're looking at well over 20 years ago. I remember having that thought. If I ever wrote a book, I want it to sound like Ellen, not in her voice, but Ellen writes her books in such a way where you can hear her the way she talks in like fragmented phrases and like run on sentences. It was written in her voice. And I knew if I ever wrote a book and then I was like, well, you hate writing, so you ain't gonna ever write a book. But if I ever wrote a book, I want it to be in my voice. And I never forgot that. So back in 2012, when God assigned me to write a book that I resisted, you've heard that before. Um, the first thing though, I was committed to, I remember thinking of Ellen. The first thing was, Lord, help them to hear my voice, whatever that is, but help them to hear my voice when they're reading. I want it to feel like I'm just having a heart to heart conversation with them. So can you imagine first time author? wrote a book in a week, 388 pages. Can you imagine when the reviews started coming in? When people were saying, I remember one review, um, he or she said, it was on Amazon, I believe, uh, he or she said, it was like TJ is sitting right here in my living room talking to me. That was the winning shot for me. It was like, yes, I did it. And over the course of the last six years since that book dropped, that's what people always say. And that goes back to me being inspired by Ellen. My second inspiration, I was doing an interview day before yesterday about media and I was lit. Now, let me tell you something. If you ever invite me to do an interview, you're going to get full TJ. I don't care what we're talking about. <laughs> well, you're going to get who I am personality wise. And so the interview happened to be on the heels of some major wins for my clients. Like one client had implemented a strategy and actually got herself booked, I think on NBC Tampa. And then that led to the national show Daily Blast Live. Then right before that, another client had actually um, booked herself on another. I mean, it, it was crazy what was happening. So I came into the interview lit and I was all over the place. I kept jumping out of my chair <laughs> you know, because I was excited. There's nothing, there's, there's one of the things that I should say it like this. One of the things that makes me the most excited is talking about media and publicity and helping people find their voice and make some noise. So I realized the other day when Kate Spate uh, died from suicide, I immediately flashed back to the day that I found out Robin Williams had died of suicide. And I sat at my desk 
and cried like a baby. And I shocked myself because I was like, why are you bawling like this over a man you never met? Yes, you are a fan, but you never met him. And I figured out that without knowing, he was one of my inspirations. I guess you could say he was a mentor in my head because anytime you saw Robin do an interview, like I think it was David Letterman or um, David Letterman or Jay Leno had a quote that you never knew what you were going to get with Robin. He couldn't be contained. You know, he would drive camera people crazy because he wouldn't sit still for his interviews. And I was and I realized he was the one that gave me permission to be fully me. He was the one that gave me permission to, to express my joy, express my excitement, express my happiness, express my being thrilled over something. And I don't have to be contained, you know, because I'm supposed to be professional and sit there and we're going to discuss the highlights of how to book yourself in media. That ain't who you're going to get. You're going to get someone who, when they knock it out the park on a pitch, they're going to tell you. That's who I am. And so I was really struck by it because without realizing it, that had had an impression on me. That anytime Robin showed up, you were going to get full-blown Robin. I hate that he, you know, felt so alone or whatever it was that caused him to take. Sorry, guys. Let me see how close is it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I hate that he felt so alone to take such a drastic step to end his life. And, but his life had an impact. And that's the other, that's the lesson also that you should carry away. Your life will impact ways it will impact people that you'll never meet. Your life, the things that you do, will impact people that you have no clue are even watching. I can't tell you the amount of messages I get in my inbox that start with almost verbatim. TJ, you don't know me, but I've been following you for a while. Like one time, a woman, I didn't even know we were Facebook friends. She does not have a um, profile pic which is odd because I usually unfriend those people because <laughs> I'm like, what you hiding from? But then I'm like, okay, you could have a good reason why you hiding. But all of a sudden one day, Jonathan McReynolds is one of my favorite singers. He's a gospel singer. And she slipped me a message of a picture of her holding a signed CD of his new album. And the message was, you don't know me. I've been following you for a while. I got this for you. What is your address? And I, it was so touching gesture. Like I had no idea that this woman actually had been following me. And then not only that, she bought the CD. She stood in line to get him to sign it. That's what I'm saying. Good morning. Good morning. That's what I'm saying. You have no idea the people you are impacting. So stay fully and firmly on who you are. Last example, one of my Mavericks, April Stepman Beverly. She is known as the million dollar word stylist. And she is a genius with words. Like words she writes, she writes for companies that land million dollar contracts. 
But if you read April's wording, April owns her voice. She's not grammatically correct all the time, even though she's got degrees in English or journalism or something, but she speaks, she writes how she speaks. April, watching her develop as a media maverick, good morning, develop, watching her develop as a media maverick, I watched her become bolder in how she puts herself out there. And she's owned her voice. She's owned who she is. And so um, the one thing I take away from April is in my writing, I'm not going to back down. I don't necessarily, I don't speak. I will probably drive the actual grammar police crazy. I have a problem no matter how hard I try with question marks. On the first pass, I'll always forget the question mark. I'll put a period. And so if you're the grammar police, you may have a problem with that. I don't care because I know the people who I'm called to, the people who enjoy reading, they're going to skip over that part and get to the heart of the message. And I've learned that from April. So what is that for you? What quirk, what personality trait have you bitten, bitten? See, told you, bitten. I don't know what I was trying to say there. Have you been downplaying or hiding because you're afraid of what people are going to think, what they're going to say. You're so tied into, you got to be perfect. One of my former coaches, Jennifer Kim, did a post yesterday that said, if a person who, if a person corrects your grammar on a Facebook ad, they're not your ideal client. <laughs> and I, I wanted to high five her. Because I'm like, baby, if you actually going to spend time correcting my grammar, you will have a lot of work. Because that's just not who I am. So, I think that's my heart for the day. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. It's gloomy for me. So, gloomy as an outside. I'm going to go out and make God smile. You go out and make God smile. And then I'm going to upgrade. I'm going to make him laugh. And as always, please download, subscribe, share, write a review, especially if it blesses you. All right, have a good one. Well, that's it. Hopefully you enjoyed what my TT shared with you. And like she always says, let's go out and make God smile. And don't forget to hug somebody. It's T2 Mercer signing off now. See y'all later.